Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Today, my guest is Marisol Nichols. She is a renowned American actress known for her roles in TV series like 24 and Riverdale. In addition to her acting career, she is committed to philanthropy and activism. Inspired by her own life-changing experience of sexual assault at age 11, she founded the nonprofit Foundation for a Slavery-Free World to combat sex trafficking. She is actively involved with law enforcement, and she collaborates with organizations like Operation Underground Railroad to address child exploitation. Just a note, this podcast contains many adult themes and topics. This is not a podcast for your children. Please listen with discretion. Welcome to Success Story. I'm your host, Scott Clary. The Success Story podcast is part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. A quick nod to HubSpot's new tools that they're rolling out for your business before we get started. You know that this year is almost done. And if you want to win next year in your business in 2024, you need tech that puts you in the pilot seat, that gives you the unfair advantage. This is what the new HubSpot Sales Hub is all about. It's going to help you close the year strong. This tool does everything. Sales Hub allows you to collaborate on every single step of the customer journey. That means when a customer interacts with any part of your business, they have a comprehensive prospecting workspace. They have powerful analytics, data, tools, all to help your team close more sales. Don't let leads slip through the crack. HubSpot Sales Hub lets you accelerate every single part of your sales operation with precision, and they have over 1,400 integrations, a ton of ways to mix in new features. Finish out your Q4 strong and gear for an incredible 2024 with HubSpot Sales Hub. Learn more at HubSpot.com slash sales. I was, I was that girl, um, and anyone watching this has heard this story a thousand times uh, if they watch me, so I apologize, but I was that girl who was like, you know, in high school where you had like the burnouts and the girls that wore too much makeup and were very angry and, um, <laughs> I'd like would blow off class and get in trouble all the time. That was me, um, to a T that was completely me. And, uh, I mean, literally, I, I ended up getting kicked out of high school. I went to like three different high schools. I was a, a mess. And then um, at the junior college on like the three-year plan on the two-year college, I tried out for a play uh, <laughs> on a whim um, after breaking up with a boyfriend and like lost all my friends and stuff because they, they were all super cool, but they were all like his group and tried out for play by 
just to fill the time and ended up getting it and it changed everything for me. It's, it's changed your life. You had no idea, you know, when I first heard the story of how you got into the work that you do now, it was such a light bulb moment because it made so much sense. I'm like, she's the perfect person to do this. But obviously looking back, you know, hindsight's 2020, you didn't expect to be in the world of fighting against human trafficking, against uh, all these horrible people. But you're, you know, you, you leverage your skills for different things. And I'm going to massively gloss over your entire your entire career pre uh, pre what you're doing um, right now with like a slavery free world, what you've done with Tim Ballard, because I think that has been documented a lot. And I think that's actually not the most important conversation, even though that's been the most incredible work you've done. I think the work you're doing right now is is probably impacting people in a much different way, probably in a different way that you could have ever expected when you were growing up and stepping onto that first stage. So let's talk about let's talk about that point in your life because that's going to lead to a great conversation obviously very relevant right now um so what was the point when you thought you know you're doing very well in your career you've never even abandoned your career technically you're still in this still I acting so. career yeah, I'm still simultaneously yeah. which is not easy yes. and i'm actually curious about how somebody who has a notoriety and fame even does the work that you do right. but how did you pivot? What was that first point when you met Tim? I think it was at uh, a testimony. I actually got into this before Tim. Tim uh, just okay. joined, um, but and so he's not the only person that I that I go undercover with. I work a lot with um, Sheriff Chris Swanson out of Flint, Michigan, and we're actually doing a, a docu series on it. And I've worked with like the Vice Squads in California, and like it's been nice to to be able to do this. <laughs> like it's been pretty amazing, but, um, I actually learned and decided I needed to do something about this right after the birth of my daughter. And, um, I was in between gigs, which is normal for an actor. And, um, I befriended this woman who basically would travel around the world, educating different, in, like literally like in, in anywhere from like Zimbabwe to, you know, God forsaken Alaska, all different, all over the world, educating about human rights. And she was telling me about, and this was back in 2009, 2010, she was telling me about human trafficking and I didn't, I didn't have a clue what she was talking about. And, and she was telling me about children and she told me about sex trafficking. And I was like, wait, what are you talking about? And to be honest, it just overwhelmed me. It horrified me and overwhelmed me and I couldn't sleep. And, you know, I was a mom at home alone a lot with my, with my beautiful daughter and I couldn't get these things and images and stories out of my mind. And so I actually ended up diving in out of default because I couldn't sleep. And so I was like, well, then let me see what I can do about this if I can't if I know about it, I, I felt like I had to do something. I couldn't just ignore that this was happening to, to children. I was like, what? And so that's how it started. And I, I ended up educating, like doing a hardcore deep dive education for about a year and a half where it was just, I would meet with anybody and everybody, every organization, every, I read every paper I met firsthand with survivors. So like, I just went down that road to see 
what was needed and what I could do to help. And at the end of the day, I was like, okay, the only reason this is allowed to occur is because no one knows about it. Well, okay. And so that was, or at least back then. I think everybody yeah. has seen in the airport and in, you know, the bathrooms, they see the, if you, yeah. if you see something, say something, don't be a victim yeah, that's of, the blue of trafficking. Campaign. And that's, yeah, the blue that's campaign. where most people stop. That's the yes. education that most people get. And I think that you ask any normal person and they're going to say, of course, trafficking is bad, but 99% of people, they just see that poster. And then that's, that's the, that's the most exposure they get to it until more recently. How big of an issue was it even when you were starting to get well, involved? Yeah. So back then Homeland security hadn't even launched that campaign yet. I actually met with them when they were saying, okay, in about six months, we're launching this blue campaign and they were showing the posters and all that stuff. Back then it was like 20 million, uh, worldwide, like globally caught up in, in human trafficking, which was, you know, labor trafficking, sex trafficking, all of that stuff, but human trafficking. Now those numbers are up to 50 million, which is insane to even think about. That's which is wild. insane to think about. And just so you know, like, I don't like saying things without the source. That's, that's according to the global slavery index. And you can Google that and look up. And that's sort of the index that everyone in this anti-trafficking world uses. How come, how come we've added 30 million individuals into this, even though there's access to information, everybody's connected. It seems like it's harder to be a shitty person in 2023 because you would see something, you, you tweet about it, you take a video of it, people find right. that person immediately, people get called out for much less on social media all the time. So why is it that we went from 20 million to 50 million? <laughs> it's a great question. Um, again, according to the Walk Free Foundation, Global Slavery Index, they're phenomenal, by the way, resource and tools, but they talk about a lot of things that have allowed this number to grow so exponentially is a number of factors. Um, a lot of it has to do with, with migrants crossing borders and fleeing wars and fleeing these horrific situations and they have nothing. And so they fall into the hands of traffickers so very easily because they're trying to get themselves and their family and their loved ones out. And then the next thing you know, they're in, they're in debt mm -hmm. to a trafficker and it becomes generational. So you've got wars going on. You've got extreme poverty that's only gotten worse, um, especially in third world countries. You had massive global, you know, COVID that, that affected everyone in, in, in every country for the most part. And you've created a situation where even na like natural disasters and all these things where traffickers come in and they take advantage of these situations. And it's just grown and grown and grown and grown. Also back then we didn't have things like Pornhub and with Pornhub, that's a user generated porn site where people upload their videos. And so you've got, you know, tens of thousands of images of literally child sexual abuse up there. You've got actual rape videos up there that are being downloaded and spread across across the internet globally. And so you're giving people more access to these things and you're creating more customers. So essentially, even though, even though technology has advanced, it's the chaos in the world helps people sort of fall into these crimes. Uh, and, and also with Pornhub, I mean, I saw that, I saw the cases where, where people were just suing Pornhub for all the 
yeah for the for the user generated content because i'm assuming pre pornhub and similar sites this was like a a, a dark web kind of activity and that probably for a non it probably cut out a lot of non technical creepy pedophile people but now they have access just on their regular internet right exactly okay. and if you even think back before the internet you had to leave your home and like go to that dirty theater you know yeah. in a town and hide and it was a lot less accessible to see you know sexual images from strangers and stuff but now with the internet and Pornhub it's just literally a click and it will it will go down don't get me wrong there's so many lawsuits and class action lawsuits and multiple lawsuits all at the same time against Pornhub it will go down like it, it's too many lawsuits of too many rape victims yeah. too many child sexual abuse but it, but it's take it takes a while it takes a while and we did an episode on that by um Layla if you go on my podcast and she McClevitt really goes through details on that if you guys if anyone in your audience wants to know more well, they do actually and, and half the reason why I wanted to do this episode is because so many people have been asking about this and obviously the Sound of Freedom movie brought a lot of light to this, but everybody is still confused about this subject because it seemed like this movie came out of nowhere and it really blew people's minds in terms of the numbers and the severity. And it's just all very, very sad, but it's important to get the knowledge out there because ignoring it doesn't help anybody. Um, I want to go down your journey and the work that you've done, but I also really want to tee this up and frame this up because this is what doesn't make sense for so many people. How do people, how do individuals, good at one point in their life, people engage in this. Because we talked about Pornhub. I'm assuming that's like the gateway drug of some of these activities because it starts with online and it turns into in-person when you're talking about the exploitation of children. Um, and I also have looked up stats and I think that some of the biggest customers of this kind of content and 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 industry i say that in air quotes are americans so it's not it's not out there it's not people in third world it's not horrible people overseas it's people that are at home in the us so you've studied enough of these people you've arrested enough of these people what what goes wrong in these people's lives to turn them into these monsters okay so it's a great question um first of all i want to Layla Micklewaite is the person who's leading the charge against Pornhub. And if anyone in your audience wants to know, look her up or go, we do an entire episode on that. So Layla Micklewaite is leading the charge against Pornhub. Um, and to your comment about Americans, it does happen everywhere. But in America, America is the number one dis producer, distributor, and consumer of child sexual abuse material. America. So it's, it starts here. So to your comment of how do you take a normal person and turn them into a monster? Um, it, it, it is always astonishing to me because the monsters look like normal people. You know, you, you see these, you know, we get these guys face to face and I'm like, you're doing this and you, you just think they're, they're normal white middle-aged Americans, even though you want them to look like monsters. Um, and, and the profile for men who travel abroad to have sex with children is white, the white middle-aged American. Um, but anyway, to your point, um, it takes a lot. I think that we have a culture now that has more drugs pumped into it than 
even in the 60s, different types of drugs now, including psychotropic drugs and all different kinds. We medicate everything. So first of all, I don't care what drug you're doing and I don't care for what purpose. It's going to alter something. That's the point of the drug. So there's a lot of, of, you know, street drugs going on and medical drugs going on. So you've got a very drugged society. Then you've got access to sexual material that is unprecedented in any time ever on this planet where it's a click of a button. And if you inundate yourself watching like, like no judgment here, whatever you want to watch porn, that's your decision. Uh, But you're watching strangers have sex over like some of these people watch this over and over and over and over again. And it begins to act like a drug on your mind. And it's a click of a button to watch something just a little bit more darker. And then another click of a button, cause you're curious, let me watch something a little bit more darker and you know, Pornhub's and they're not the only website, but they're just mo- the most popular. The most searched terms are like teen, you know, yeah. young child, rape, assault. People are watching these things. They're desensitized and, to the exactly, pre- and the it's desensitizing regular. your mind, yeah. and it becomes oh, and this is happening all the time. And oh, look, the girl in the video looks like she wants it or looks like she likes it. Well, you're not seeing the the stuff that's happening off screen, for God's sakes. And it begins to act on a person's mind. Now, this is my two cents. I'm no expert into the mind. I am no, you know, expert on, on human behavior. It's just, these are my conclusions from what I have seen myself, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. There wasn't one person that we arrested that did not have child sexual abuse material downloaded on their phone. So you draw your own conclusion. Yeah. When you arrest them, do they ever have this breakdown moment where they realize how far? Yeah. They cry. Most of them. Once it's funny, it's, there's always, there's been like one or 2% that like are just they're, they're, they're really fucked up. They're really, they're just a machine, but most of them cry and are bawling because a, they know their life is over, Mm -hmm. but I think it's for a different reason. And maybe I give people too much credit, but I, I believe that deep down inside, they know they're crying because they know what they're doing is horrific. And you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Monsters are monsters. And and I'm not trying to make an excuse for these people in any way, shape or form. But at one point, these individuals knew that they were crossing a line. And then once they did, it's, 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 they don't cross back. But at one point there was that decision I can do this or not do this. And they chose to do that. And they're responsible for those decisions. But I'm like, man, there, there's, there was a human in there at one point. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that the, the saddest thing is when you see some of these stories and the people that are getting arrested actually have their own children, which to me doesn't I make mean, what I don't get it. It's it just kills like, me. 
It kills me that how is it okay to do this to another child, but you would never do this to your own child. Although in some cases, the guy's also doing it to their own children. Don't get me wrong. Like the line is blurred, Mm -hmm. but you know, you talk to any, any girl, at least in America who has been rescued and, and left the life of, of, you know, a sex worker on the street and they will tell you the men that came to buy them by the hour had baby seats in the back of their cars. It's astonishing to me, like that they don't put together, Hey, that's someone's daughter. You're doing that too. That's someone's daughter or the people that watch this stuff. Like you're watching someone's daughter. It breaks my heart. They they can't just draw that line and that conclusion. It's like this weird compartment they create in their brain that to justify to justify this really really messed up thing they're doing. Um, Okay, we're gonna go back to this in a second. I need to know more about. I mean, this is obviously a difficult discussion, but what's just a discussion? You chose to dive into this. You chose to operate in this environment and to arrest these people and to go undercover. I mean. I, I, I don't want to ask why as if it's not a noble thing to do, because it obviously is. But also, why would you do this to yourself? This is obviously a very difficult thing to take on. I ask on. myself that question a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, uh, so I understand the question and like, what am I doing and how did I get here? And I will ask myself that exact question sometimes in the most extreme situations. Um I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it. Each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. I just want to take a second and thank Policy Genius. They're supporting today's episode of Success Story. I know we all have kids. We all have families we want to take care of. And I personally check something off major on my to-do list, life insurance. It's a tough topic. It's really hard to think about, but it's so important. And the hard part was sorting through all the options. Luckily, I found Policy Genius. Policy Genius is an online insurance marketplace that makes getting life insurance surprisingly easy. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, knowing my family's protected brings me incredible peace of mind. 
Don't put off this important decision. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Today's show is brought to you by 1Password. Now listen, we all have that one friend who's constantly forgetting passwords and needing help to get into their accounts. I have a solution. It's called 1Password. 1Password is the award-winning password manager trusted by millions of users and companies like IBM and Slack to keep logins, credit cards, and other private info safe in an encrypted vault that only you can access. No more sticky notes with passwords or using the same password everywhere. I've been using 1Password for a year now and I can't recommend it enough. It saves me time from having to reset passwords and gives me peace of mind knowing my info is secure. With convenient features like automatic password generation and login autofill, 1Password takes the hassle out of passwords. You can use it on all your devices, iOS, Android, Mac, PC, everything syncs seamlessly. And with top-notch security audits and encryption, your data stays private. So do yourself a favor and check out 1Password today. Go to onepasswordcom Clary and get a two-week free trial. Let 1Password remember all of your logins for you so you can remember what really matters. That's onepasswordcom Clary for two weeks free. I, 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 you know, I've talked about this on my podcast and I go into it in very great detail, which I know is where you're leading and why you're asking. Um, and I, so I don't really have much of a problem talking about it, but as a kid, I was molested for many, many years by a next door neighbor. And I was raped by five guys when I was 12 years old. And it's, I was headed down one path. And it was a dark, dark, dark path as a result of those things. I did a lot of drugs. Like I explained, I was the bad girl. Um, I ran away a lot. And I was headed down this path that I know had that been now, I would have been picked up by a trafficker in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. And some of, and, and, and so the girls that I see that are, that I've met, that have ended up in these circumstances, it breaks my heart because I'm like, that could have been me. You know, it, it's, it's the majority of, of girls that, and, and boys, don't get me wrong, that end up in this, these situations, you know, they didn't really come from amazing situations. You know, whether it was a home life or they come from poverty and thought that they were signing up for a job to make some money or help their family back home or whatever. They came from very dark circumstances or, you know, foster care or their parents aren't around or whatever. And I was dealt those same freaking circumstances in life. You know, my dad was an alcoholic. He went to prison. My brother killed himself. It was a crap situation. And so I, I relate to these people's plights on a visceral level. And so for, you know, through miracles, I've been able to turn my life around and have a great career as an actress and, and change my life and make different decisions. Right. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, I felt that if I can do something and I've been put in a situation where law enforcement is going, Hey, can you help us out? Can you come? I can go. Yeah, I can. 
all right, I will. Because that is someone's daughter mm-hmm. that's being held. That's someone's, sometimes someone's mom that's being held. It's, you get what I mean? Well, I get it because I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that will have been listening to this show um, because even I know some of them personally that had not the exact same experience as you, but had adjacent experiences where they they were molested, they were raped. Um, and it's actually, as, as a guy who, I mean, I'm very lucky to never have gone through any of this stuff, but very well-adjusted, smart women that I know have gone through similar things. And it almost seems more common than it should be, which is pretty messed up. And they ended up on the right side of it. And they'll be listening to this and they'll be thinking like, you know, how do I, you know, why did I have the luck that someone else didn't? Because there's people that aren't listening to this that went through a similar situation as yours that are currently being trafficked. And it's just, it's just luck. It's just luck. and, And that's really it. And that's what's so scary about it, right? It's just like, if you had spoken to the wrong person at the wrong time, where would you have ended up? I mean, I ran away. I was in stupid situations, stupid situations that, that I'm, you know, in some cases I'm lucky that I'm still here. Like the dumbest, worst decisions I've made in those situations. And, and it is what it is. And it just, we live in a different time right now. And so if I can do something, I'll do it. So that's your why. That's your why. Let's talk about let's talk about the how. So you have skills as a as a performer, as a as an actress, and you start to go down this rabbit hole and you start to learn everything there is about this. Um how do you go into a situation? What was that first operation that you took part uh, you took part in? Uh, how did you prep for that? I mean, I, I also want you to tell, I want you to tell me your experience because I know your experience, you weren't pretending to be the quote unquote pedophile in the situation in your first undercover Not experience. Well, I was, but, no, I was pretending to be a, a trafficker or a mom selling her kids. And then also the kid, the actual kid. Oh, so you did every role. You did every. I did two okay. different roles. My first okay. op ever. It was in California. Um, it was with the Vice Squad in Northern California, and um, and Tim was working with them, and they asked me to come, and and I didn't know what I was doing, <laughs> and yeah. all the, you know, I I was deputized as a legal informant. I signed a bunch of papers and signed everything away that in case I got hurt, I wouldn't sue the police department and all of that stuff. And I was like, what am I doing? Um, but. I could play this role. I could play this role of a drugged, methed out mom, you know, selling her nine year old and 12 year old for money and for drugs. I could play it because A, that happens a lot. <laughs> And B, I'm an actor. So, and we brought, you know, we brought a makeup artist and I, they put on meth scars and I made myself all, you know, fucked up looking and yeah. all of that stuff because I had to pull this off because we're trying to get these grown ass men, for lack of a better word, um, who show up to have sex with nine year olds and 12 year olds to come out of hiding. And I need to make it believable so that they don't do it the next time and they're off the streets. And no girl has to go through that again from that person. 
And so how I ended up playing the kid as well is because more of the guys that come all the time, that do this all the time, that are smarter than the average guy who just answers a, an ad and shows up, um, would ask for something called proof of life. meaning like prove, prove there's a kid there besides just an aged down mm -hmm. picture. And so that's where, um, Tim would ask me, Hey, can you, can you talk like a little kid? And I was like, uh, yeah, I think so. And just literally okay, get on the phone. And I just got on the phone with these, with these men and they would say, just so you know, like I'm talking like a little kid. I sound like a kid and there's no mistaking it. Yeah. Right. And we have recordings of this and the things that they would say to me. And it was, I mean, I was like, as if it's nothing. Like as if they were ordering a pizza. Hey, do you think I can have like green pepper on my pizza? And do you think like, like as if it's nothing. And I was like, and it was, you know, it was a lot. Now, it, you know, you asked how I prep for this. That team took me through hostage training when I showed up and they're like, okay, if you're taking hostage, let's do this. And they put their arms around me and I'm going to come in with the gun and I'm going to point, I'm going to nod to you and you drop to your knees so I can shoot the guy. And I'm like, Oh my God, yeah. how did I get here? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? And uh, you know, we just did it. We just did it. And I just dove in and, and you know, we took a lot of very, very bad men off the street. Well, I was, gonna, I was very uh, proud of that. And you should be. I was, I was going to ask, cause I knew I, I, I saw when you, you put together a presentation, that's how we connected about this and you were doing that. Or I think you're playing a video with that fake voice yeah, with the phone call. and it was yep. the, it was the grossest, most disturbing, no. most uncomfortable. Like it's like, it's really not fun to listen to this. Obviously it just, if you're a normal person, it just makes you feel gross listening to this yeah, interaction. And I cut that down. Like that's cut down. Yeah. And no matter how many times I've listened to it, that man's voice still like it, it's still, I'm not immune to it. It doesn't, you don't numb to this, you know, you just don't. I'm just going to take a quick break. Thank the longtime friend and sponsor of the show, the HubSpot Podcast Network. They have incredible podcasts. One of my favorites, one that you have to check out this month is Nudge, hosted by Phil Agnew. Now, if you've ever noticed, the smallest changes always seem to have the biggest impact. On Nudge, you learn simple evidence-backed tips to help you kick bad habits, get a raise, grow a business. The point is... Every bite-sized 20-minute show comes packed with practical advice from these incredible entrepreneurs, behavioral scientists, and everybody in between. Nudge is fast-paced, but very insightful and a must-listen if you're a podcast fan. Make sure you listen to Nudge wherever you love to get your podcasts. Um, how do you, I mean, so now you, you've acted like the cracked out mom. You've acted like the child that's actually getting traffic. But there's another, there's another part to this where you actually act like the pedophile. And this is something that several undercover agents obviously do. You've had to figure out this role yourself. So how do you, how do you put this face on? How do you put this facade on? What's going through your mind when you're, when you're I mean, putting it's sort yourself? Of the, yeah, it's sort of the same as building a character. 
Mm. Like if you build a character for acting, let's say you're playing, I don't know, a lawyer or a doctor or an emergency technician or whatever. If you're worth your salt, you do your research. You know, you, you hear about all the time about actors that shadowed, you know, I don't know, let's say emergency technical people and they shadowed them for months to learn all they could about it. It's sort of the same thing, except for I already dove deep into this in, in, while I was learning about the subject and researching the subject and I've met pedophiles and I've seen these things. So I have the research done. So then, then it's just building a character. Okay. So what kind of female would travel to go have sex with children? or think that there's nothing on it and, or do it with her husband or, um, who are these people? And then it's just acting like whatever I'm making up, you know, knock on wood, it works for the most part mm -hmm. it's worked, but I don't know. I don't even know when I'm walking in the door, if it's going to work. I have no idea. I'm terrified. Don't get me wrong. Like people are like, Oh, you're so brave. I'm like, or I'm really stupid. Because I'm terrified. Yeah. Like, there's no, I'm not beating my chest and like, look at me, what I'm doing. I'm terrified. Period. Like, it is scary. And I'm like, and it, like, what? And I second guess it all the time. And I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing here? But it works. And when you are face to face with a human being stuck in a situation where they're being raped multiple times a day. And, and I, and I can get that person out. Like there's nothing that compares to that. I'm, I'm saving another human being's life. And that's why I will, or have put myself in these situations. It's for that. And it's because if God forbid anything like that ever happened to me or my daughter, I would hope someone else who had the opportunity to help would say yes. You know, when we, when we look at, you know, you, you know, your story and when you started to get involved and it wasn't really as much of uh, an awareness push as there is right now. I know I was reading about Tim Ballard's story and he was, uh, I guess, former CIA Homeland security. And he started, uh, OUR, uh, because he felt limited by the government's resources as well, which is a scary thought because as the average person, you're hoping that the government is doing a good job of dealing with this because I mean, who else really, who else has the capacity to deal with 50 million globally uh, trafficked victims? Um, but that's, that's not the case. I mean, you're, you know, the government is not doing as much as it could, or maybe even like inform us about what the government's doing, what they're not doing, maybe are they limited by uh, some mandates, some procedures in the US? Are they limited abroad when you deal with uh, foreign governments? Like, I want to understand yes, the whole yes, system yes. that surrounds us. Yeah. I mean, it's a giant system, first of all. You've got different facets of government. You've got it's a bipartisan issue, like 100%. I'm a mm -hmm. Democrat, Tim's a Republican. Um, and both parties work together to do this, but then you, you, you've, so you've got Congress, then you've got congressmen, you've got senators, you've got the state department, you've got the United Nations, you've got Homeland Security, you've got the agencies, CIA, FBI. It's a, it's a multifaceted issue. And so it's, it's a multifaceted approach. 
you can, you can't, and it's not one that will work. We can't, it doesn't matter. We can't, we can't legislate our way out of this. We can up the laws. We can make further punishments, but everyone's catching up to this, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. And I always hear these criticisms of like, well, how come the police or how come the blah, 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 look the same guys that we want to go answer every single robbery and investigate homicides and X, Y, and Z are the same guys who are doing trafficking. I mean, the FBI only one time a year does this operation cross country in the United States where they do undercover strings all across the country, all across America, but that's once a year. Like, and it's a great thing and don't get me wrong, but we need like, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more agents and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of more policemen and law enforcement and all of this so that we can even begin to tackle this problem just on a national level, let alone on a global scale. It's, 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 and these guys are, these criminals are, are smart and they know that we're just catching up to the issue. Mm -hmm. And so they find loopholes and they, they go across borders and they find, Oh, okay. Is this the rule? Well, good. That's how I'll break it. And that's how I'll do this. And it's just, it takes, it takes a massive effort and it starts with education in my opinion, it's why I do the podcast. Mm-hmm. It starts with education and making people aware that this is happening and it's happening to our children and it's happening not only globally and internationally, but nationally. And it's happening to happening to foreign uh, subjects and domestic. And that's what people don't know. And, and that's what was so incredible about Sound of Freedom. I was like, I had no idea how many people still didn't know about this. And even at the, you know, at the event that you saw me speak at, I was shocked at how many people came up to me and were like, I had no idea. Yeah. I was like, wow, really still? But you really don't because it's not out there enough. Because it's just a poster on a bathroom in an airport. That's it. Exactly. It's not real. And people don't know. They don't know what to look for. They don't know what it looks like. And well, aren't those prostitutes? What do you mean she's being held against her will? And what do you mean? I th- what do you mean it's American citizens this is happening to? I thought it was like foreign not that that makes it okay but it just makes people care less it's just a weird tell me tell me that story that you said when you were doing this presentation about the ad you put up on craigslist and the amount of people that responded because that was a big wtf moment i know so this was back in 2014 15 we put an ad in craigslist that um in this time you know Northern California city, not even a big city, not like Sacramento, but like a small, smaller city. And we put this ad in Craigslist and it was coded, meaning so that their algorithms couldn't take it down just yet. They took it down, but just yet. And this ad said, husband and wife in town, three days only need someone to educate in quotes, our nine-year-old, 12-year-old, I think it was 12 or 13-year-old girls while we watch. And within 15 minutes, we had 35 appointments. And the, the vice squad was like, their jaws were like, they're like, what? They had no idea this was happening in their jurisdiction. They had no idea. And that's, I see that time and time again. People, they have no idea this is happening in their town. And it was... 
I mean, it was shocking. They had no idea. It was heartbreaking. 35 and 15 minutes in a small, yeah. in a small, small town. Small town. Yeah. Yuba City, if you want to look it up. So yeah. education is obviously not doing the job that it needs to do. It's changing. It's, it's it, changing. It's, do you feel that it's changing? Because you're living in this world. Oh, yeah. yeah. Look, I mean, since I've been learning about this, what, 2009, 2010, you didn't see one news article. You didn't see one news piece. You didn't, there was no Operation Cross Country. There was no, like the only thing you ever heard about was maybe, you know, once every two seasons, an episode of SVU. Mm -hmm. Right? And then you, and then it was like, you know, an, a, a foreign national. It wasn't an American. And it seemed, it, you just didn't hear about it. Or people went, oh, those poor, you know, oh, I've heard about that in Cambodia or Thailand or the Philippines. No, it's everywhere. It's every country. It's everywhere. It's every city. And so now you see it, you hear about it. Like you could just Google trafficking, Google any town, Georgia, uh, Alabama, Chicago, um, Naperville, um, which is my hometown, um, any city and just Google that and human trafficking and you'll see it and you'll see the news articles and you'll see the cases and you'll see the arrests, you know, it's out there now. And it wasn't out there before. And Sound of Freedom sure changed that, man. Wow. Yeah. Like, it sure changed that. You know, I was pitching, not many people know this, but I was pitching a television show on um, the work that I do and on trafficking. And we pitched, you know, almost everybody in town. And everyone in town, these were, these were phenomenal pitch meetings, you know, when I would tell these stories. And every single solitary one said, we love it. We love it. It's too dark. It's too dark. No one wants to hear about this. No one wants to hear about this. And that sure proved them wrong when Sound of Freedom came out, man. Wow. Like, I'm shocked at the, the amount of people that have gone to see it and the amount of people that told me that they've seen it. Like, I know people are like, oh, it's not true, or that was because Angel Studios did whatever. I don't know. I have nothing to do with the film. People think I had some, people, congratulations. I have nothing to do with the film. Like, absolutely nothing. <laughs> Um, and I don't know what the Angel Studios campaign was. I heard, I just read about it like everyone else did on the I, I don't even know. I just saw that there but was some. But I just yeah. also know how many people have told me that they've seen the film. Well, it like, changed oh, your life. That's what I thought it was strange because some people were like, oh, it's, you know, I hate the biggest issue. The biggest issue that I have, especially in the U.S., is that everything becomes a partisan issue when it shouldn't become a partisan know, issue. It's, it's so stupid. It's like between COVID and vaccines and now everything is like, oh, if you know you're right, you're left, you have to have this view, you have to. This is like things that affect everybody. This is not a partisan issue. And then it turned into a partisan issue and people get no, emotional. No, I was literally thinking I, I'm going to find, I was like, maybe I should have some of my Democratic Congress people that I've worked with, like on the podcast, just to show. Yeah. But this is not a Republican issue. This is a bipartisan issue. But it was Barack Obama. Of course. Who coined <laughs> modern day slavery. And he coined modern day slavery at the Clinton Global Initiative event. Like, anyway. It's just silly. It is very silly that it devolves into this. But yeah, so the point is, you know, Sound of Freedom was an amazing piece. Obviously, that brings a lot of awareness to it. You're doing work, bringing awareness to it. I want to even just unpack some of the things that uh, that happened and and that I saw in Sound of Freedom and some of your work that I thought were actually sort of very um, 
sad but real uh, realities of this world i mean people know what human trafficking is people know that it involves children but another thing that has been brought up repeatedly and you've spoken about are the are the women operatives in trafficking and how i think that probably uh, that probably screwed with you when you realized. Oh, you mean the female traffickers? The female you mean traffickers. The women traffickers. Yes. Not the operatives. Sorry, no, the not the operatives. Sorry, no, no, yes, no wrong yes, word. Yeah. yeah, the traffickers, <laughs> the women yes. traffickers that are doing this to children. Yes. Yeah. It um it makes me sick. It makes me want to, like I was horrified the first time I learned that women d- did this. I was shocked. Mm-hmm. I was like, how? how can you do this to your, like, I just didn't understand. Own, I still some, actually a, a child don't that came understand out of you. it. Like, you know what it must feel like as a woman to lack of a better word, but be forcibly penetrated. Like you, you, you must have some semblance of this as a female. How can you possibly do this to your own group? And I, I didn't, and it's still incomprehensible, period. You're, you're never, never going to comprehend something that is incomprehensible. You can't. You, you can't. And it horrified me. And it still breaks my heart every time I see it. I, I just... Well, I'm assuming the women... I'm assuming the women that do this are people that have gone through this system themselves. They've probably been trafficked. Not themselves. always. No. No. Well, you know, in the movie, Miss Cartagena, that was Miss yeah. Cartagena. This is real life. Yeah. So in real life, in Colombia, and you can Google it, Miss Cartagena, she was voted Miss Cartagena, a beauty queen, literally went door to door to door to door to families and were like, oh, your children are so beautiful. I have a modeling school. Would you please give me your children and come to the modeling school? And then she would turn them over to the traffickers. That's real. That's not fictionalized. That was real. Why? Money. Like we try to, we try to go, oh, there must be some traumatic. No, not all the time. Sometimes it's just money. Sometimes they are just really bad people. And there's no getting around that. And there's no understanding it because it's impossible you can't understand something that's insane and it just is what it is. And you just have to be like, that's, I guess that's it. Heartbreaking. Outside of education, is there another lever that we can pull that would have a major impact? For example, I don't know if this would help, but decriminalizing prostitution or things like of oh, that God, nature. No. God, what, no. God what, no. What are the, what are the levers? <sighs> what are the other adjacent things in this industry that could in this world that could help? Okay. So way harsher laws, way harsher laws for anyone who has sex with a child, period. And I don't mean like, it's the weirdest thing. If By the way, the decriminalizing guy, prostitution, not talking about children. I'm just talking about the no, sex No, I trade. understand exactly yeah. what you're talking about. All that does is open the door for more and more and more trafficking. We did an entire episode on this that we're actually going to air. Um, I think it's next this week. This makes it worse. Yeah, when, Shit. Okay. Oh, my God. And if you want like all the statistics and all the, the actual countries that this has happened to. Yeah. They all walk it. They all like Holland and Amsterdam where you think of these places. They want they need to walk it back. They're like, we need to walk back these laws because oh, all no. it did was open the door for more and more and more criminal activity. 
way more. And because you decriminalized it, now the police and law enforcement have no cause to go into a brothel and look for children at all because it's perfectly legal. And all the trafficker, or how they like to put it, the sex facilitator, has to say is, oh, I thought, I don't know, I thought she was of age. I don't know, I thought she was here voluntarily. There's no, do you get what I mean? There's no law. Exactly. So it just, it does. It gives law enforcement any kind of tools now at all. It's, it's a complete facade. But if you want to know more about it, please, please, please watch. There's an episode coming out. It's with rights for girls. And I dedicated like 70% of the episode just on that issue, because it's something that comes up all the time when people are just misinformed. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. And I, I hate to use that word because then it goes with COVID and vaccines and blah, 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 blah. But it really is. It's just, you just don't have enough information about this issue and how it looks in the real world. So she really does shed a light on that. Um, and that's what I'll say about that. But yeah. to answer your question, and when I talk about education, I don't just mean like ringing the bell going, do you know that this is happening? I don't actually just mean that. It's it's what I actually mean is I have an audience of a lot of teenagers because of Riverdale and a lot of moms because mm-hmm. they watch Riverdale. <laughs> like, so the one thing that I try to do is give, when I say education, I mean speak directly to teens and moms and families and teachers and go, Hey, this is how you prevent this from happening to yourself or your friends or your family. Hey, this is what you need to look for. This is what's happening on social media. This is what's happening. If your kid goes to, um, you know, apply for a job, this is what to look for. This is how to keep yourself safe. It's preventative. That's can you give some of those tips for parents that that are listening to this? I do actually. We actually had. I was so proud that I got this. I was so happy. But we had the head of global global safety for Meta, meaning Instagram and Facebook. The actual head, Antigone Davis, on our episode. We already we already launched our second season with it. I was so proud of it. Please go on there. She literally walks walks you through Instagram and how to what to do, how to report how you can keep yourself safe. Um, the main things is, is traffickers and bad people and pedophiles and sextortionists and all of these people. The main thing that they try to do is a get, um, indecent images that they can use, sell or blackmail you, your kid with and B they try to get you onto private platforms. So, I mean, this happens on, on video games and Roblox. You can just Google Roblox and trafficking, Roblox and child sexual abuse material. Just Google it. Um, and they try to get the person that they're targeting onto a private chat room. And a lot of these games allow this crap. Hey, guys, I don't know if you know this, but I love biohacking. I love testing out new foods, new supplements to feel my best, look my best, perform my best. That's why I'm so excited that we partnered up with Neurohacker they're sponsoring today's podcast. So this is something new, Senolytics. These are cutting edge ingredients that are making waves in the world of healthy aging. If you're looking to optimize your energy, feel your best no matter what your age, you definitely have to start researching this. This is why I'm super excited to be talking about Qualia Senolytics. See, as we get older, these things called senescent cells build up. They're basically old, worn out cells that hang around and mess things up. They cause aches, slow recovery, a general blah feeling. Think of them as zombie cells. Qualia Senolytic gives your body a kickstart to clear those out. Think of it like a deep cleaning for your body on the cellular level, making way for your good cells 
to thrive. Honestly, before I tried this, I was a bit skeptical, but guys, the difference blew me away. Within a few months, energy levels are through the roof. I felt sharper. My workouts felt better. This middle-aged sluggishness, it's gone. And you can take quality, this middle-aged sluggishness, mostly gone. So if you're ready to fight those aging effects at the source, head over to neurohacker.com slash success pod. That's neurohacker.com slash success pod for up to $100 off and use the code success pod for an extra 15% off your order. And just a quick disclaimer, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food or Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And this review represents my personal experience and opinions and is not a guaranteed promise or reflection of anyone else's results. I was given free product in exchange for this endorsement. Thank you so much indeed for sponsoring Success Story. For all business leaders out there, Indeed is a lifesaver. See, we're always driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. You're going to ditch the busy work and you're going to use Indeed for scheduling, screening, messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Clary. Just go to Indeed.com slash Clary right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Clary. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Here, you can talk privately over here. So they'll use like if it's not within the game or the app itself, hey, do you want to go to Snapchat? Hey, can you talk on Discord? Mm -hmm. Hey, 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 and try to get them over to these other platforms where it's private, where no one's monitoring and no one can help. Um, that's one of the things. Don't ever do that. B, turn off all your location services. I know it's a dumb thing, but people don't think about this. And they'll be like, you know, first day of school, and we'll do a selfie in front of their school. Oh, my God. Or new car, and here's my driver's license plate. Yeah. Or, you know, vacation starts tomorrow. Oh, great. Now you're letting everyone know that your home is going to, you know, your yeah. home is going to be empty. Things like that. I hate to say it because I... I I, I don't want to be a fear mongerer and I don't want, like, there's so many good, good people out there. It's not, it's not every single person. It's just that the people that are doing this look like every single person. So you don't know. And so because of that, you have to think like a criminal. You have to think like these people so that you don't make mistakes and end up regretting that. Well, I was going to say, it must be so scary for a parent now because they don't know half of the things that their kids are on or the, the apps that, you know, they're, they've downloaded or the games they're playing. And it's just everything could be an opportunity for a predator to start the communication, right? And to start talking. And that's so scary. That's so, so, I so scary. I mean, the biggest thing, and, you know, I don't know if you've heard of sextortion because it's a new thing that's that I, I, most I don't know what it is, but of. I can put two and two together. I'm assuming you're extorting somebody because of uh, stuff they've sent you or 
Exactly. Yeah. And the main target are little boys, boys, teenagers. And what's happening is, and you can Google this again. Don't just rely on me. I'm not, a, I'm not, you know, news, but you can Google it and, and look at the actual news articles and all that stuff. But this is actually targeting mainly teenage boys. And it's an epidemic in America where they're, ki- they're killing themselves. They're, they're because of it. So what's happened, it's coming out of West Africa, a lot of it. And through AI, they're pretending to be teenage girls and they're chatting with a boy or video chatting with a boy and getting him like, Hey, here's a picture of my boobs Send me a picture. And then the boy does thinking that he's talking to a girl. And then that person now has hacked their computer and threatens to send those images to their entire contact list, to their school, to their parents, to their church, to whatever, or they get a video, unfortunately, of the little boy masturbating or whatever it is. And, and it's, it's blackmail at the end of the day, it's blackmail and kids are killing themselves because of this. It's a major, major issue. Please Google it again. Audience don't just take my word for it, but that's another, another thing. And so if you don't reach if no one's telling kids to look out for this, how are they supposed to know? Yeah. Like, how are they supposed to know? And it's just, it's, it's like I said before, these criminals, I hate to say it, are clever. And law enforcement and laws and restrictions and all of this stuff is just catching up to the issue. So you have to think like a bad guy to outsmart them. Yeah, it is. It is unfortunate because... I feel that law enforcement always has best intentions, but I mean, they'll, they'll know about these types of scams and these types of setups, you know, and they, and they can't teach everybody. It really comes down to the parent. It really comes down to the parent being able to talk to their kid about these things. And the parent also needs to know about it. True. True. They also need to know about it. So that's, that's one of the things I'm trying to do in my podcast. We're trying to do so much with my nonprofit slavery free world. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to build a curriculum. Like, do you remember back in high school when they would do these school, um, like what were they called? Like school assemblies. Yeah. Do they still still call them that? I I think I'm assuming. I don't don't have kids yet. I'm sure they're the same. Yeah. I'm sure they are, but they would do the like school assemblies and it'd be all about, you know, something awareness. I want it to be mandatory at least, at least in America, because that's where I have some control, but mandatory that there needs to be trafficking awareness and education mandatory in every school. And the curriculum needs to be tailored to the age group. And it's one of the things that we're working on, on my nonprofit is we're building curriculums for different age groups, for middle school, for grade school, for high school. And so that you're reaching directly the targets mm-hmm. of these predators and so that they can be educated themselves. And I don't care if they laugh. I actually don't care. Like my, my daughter was telling me the kids in her school were like making fun of, oh, don't get trafficked, don't get taken. I don't really care because they still got the education. Yeah. They can make fun of it all they want. They will think twice if they're in that situation. All that matters, all that matters all is when about. there's a weird interaction with somebody online. There's this like red flag moment and it makes them stop and pause for a moment. And they don't do that thing they were doing. And if that's exactly. all that happens, that's, what I care about. that's a win. Yep. Um, okay. What are some, what are some 
closing thoughts that you want to leave the audience with this has been a heavy podcast obviously i know thank you guys for listening it's been a very heavy podcast it's been a very important (laughs) podcast talk to me some last thoughts that we didn't go into and then also you know you mentioned your podcast slavery free world all the things that you're working on right now yeah so um uh so yes, yeah, so I have my podcast. It's called the Marisol Nichols Podcast. We dive into this subject very deeply. Um, we just launched our second season. Our second season focuses more on preventative measures and getting educated and what you can do. The first se- season is where I sort of talk about how I went undercover and we show different footage and we do all of that stuff and, and different law enforcement guys that I've worked with and I have them all on and it's pretty awesome. But anyway, so that's one thing that we're working on. Slavery Free World, that is my nonprofit. That The education side of things is one of the major things that we're working on. Um, and it's to me the, the undercut to everything, including changing laws. And then um, last thoughts. Look, I... I my biggest struggle is has been talking about this in a way that doesn't overwhelm people because I understand so much as a parent or as a teacher or as a human being, you don't want to think about these horrifically dark, disturbing things. I so understand and I don't want people to, cause you can get so interbulated by it and so stimulated and so upset by it that it takes, takes you over. So I understand why good people don't want to know about this, but if they don't know about it, they can't do anything about it. So what I would ask is look, I do understand, but you have to. You have to at least learn enough about this so that you can protect yourself and your friends and your family, and it can spread out there. And if you don't want to do the deep dive, I've done it for you. Listen to this podcast, send it to your friends, listen to mine, spread the word, please, because we have to do something about this. And, you know, I always get I get a lot of, I just want to put this out there because I get all these things. I want to go undercover. No, you don't. (laughs) Let me just tell you, (laughs) this is not in the movies. This is not, you know, woohoo, shoot them up, bad guys. I am, I don't know if I can swear on your podcast, but I am (laughs) fucked up afterwards. It messes you up. Let's leave this. This does not include me. Let's leave this to the professionals. Because I my expiration date is done. I've mm-hmm. talked about this enough. You've seen my face enough. I'm burnt, right? You don't want to do this. Um, it's not glamorous. It is not pretty. It is dangerous as hell. And I've I've had people on teams die because of it. You don't. This is not that. Okay. Um, that being said. There are ways that you can get involved because people are like, what can I do? Because I understand. I absolutely understand. Besides spreading the word, um, educating yourself, educating others, you know, we need help. <laughs> Please ask us. We're doing projects that we need help. But also, even in your own town, you can throw a rock and find an organization to volunteer with mm-hmm. wherever you are. Just Google trafficking organizations in my town or adoption, foster care, all of these holes that need to be filled that need good people and need volunteers and need help. Start with your, start in your own community and in your own hometown. 
and there's ways that you can help and get involved and make a difference. I love this. Um, I ask the same question at the end of every podcast and, and you have to answer it however you'd like to answer it in whatever context you interpret it as. Um, but you've had two seasons more or less to your life. You've had the acting season and then you've had the season of, uh, you know, fighting against child trafficking. And I'm curious at this stage in your life, what does success mean to you? I think for me, because I'm still acting. Mm -hmm. um, I know, I keep saying that. I don't mean to. I know, I and everyone, I'm like, no, I'm not done. Um, <laughs> um, success to me comes in, in little in, in accomplishments. There's a long, there's always long-term goals, which is, look, I'd like to see an end to, to trafficking or the modern day slavery in all its forms. I'd like it to be something that we read about in the history books, like we do with Nazi Germany. Mm -hmm. And people go, how could anyone ever let that happen? I'd like to see that in my lifetime. Okay. That's the long-term success. Um, but you know, as an, as an actor, I'd like to be on a show that's like a game of thrones. I'd like to have one of those epic roles that you can sink your teeth in and affect a global population in a positive way where they tune in to just escape their own life and hear a good story. Right. I have different goals and different successes. And so each little success, each little accomplishment that I get, whether it's in the anti-trafficking world, whether it's, oh, I sold this documentary or we passed this legislation or we did this, or if it's, I got that role or da, 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 da. That to me is success. And I think it's, I think it's the same for most people. I would take a loss if I only looked at the long-term goals mm -hmm. and the long-term successes. So I, I, it's little jumps, little things, little wins, little accomplishments. That to me is success. I love that. And actually, you know, to your point, I think that I don't think your, your different lives and the different things you're working on are so mutually exclusive. I think the it's, I think you deserve the fame and the notoriety and the game of Thrones esque role, because you know what that does and that brings more attention to the other stuff you're working on. Oh, no, I'm well aware. Yeah. It's a balancing act. And balance. then at the end of the day, I'm a mom. So my kid, my daughter doing well, that's everything to me. That's first. And she knows that. Like, she, she absolutely knows that she is first. And so to all the parents out there, and I don't know the age of your audience, but you, you, it can get overwhelming, especially as a single mom. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but... I'm trying to build a better world that my kid can grow up in. And I think we're all, I think we all share that in common. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.